15 hours of NFL draft coverage, hockey playoffs that are legitimately out of this world, the Battle of Winterfell, that just happened, and the Avengers, which we have to wait a week to talk about. Mike's brain is such a tub of mush that I have to do the cold open this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. Of course. And that's it. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere to lead the pack. You both know this is completely fucked up, right? Yeah, of course. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Where do we start? I don't even know how to freaking recuperate from what just happened this weekend. I feel like I might have just taken a tub of Vicodin. I have no energy left. Yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. I I had, I know this is our NFL draft, te- technically our draft episode, but I had to force myself over the past 12 to 15 hours to fake like I even give a shit about the NFL <laughs> right now. But I did it. I powered through like a champ. As Captain America would, I just powered my way through it, and yeah, it's freaking killing me to not talk about this movie right now. But let's let's start off with it so we can just get it over with. Okay, Uh, this is the first time that we've actually recorded our podcast on a Monday. Uh, We typically record it on a Thursday or sometime in the weekend, and we post it on Monday to start the week out with. But you and Richard went and saw Avengers on Thursday night. Yes, and we didn't really have time to see it this weekend. I just saw Avengers yesterday. And listen, guys, we're not going to spoil it yet. We're not going to go into depth about it. But there's a reason it made $350 million this weekend. This movie is everything it's built up Not to only be. that, blood was spilt. Did you, did you see this article yesterday? Yes. A loudmouth jackass, for lack of a better term, got out of a showing and decided that he was going to spoil the movie for waiting people in line that have not seen it yet. And I believe two or three guys proceeded to house his ass. Yeah, they beat his ass down. That was in Hong Kong, by the way. Um, and sorry, but if I'm on that jury and I hear that, <laughs> i not guilty, Your Honor. Yeah, not guilty. Don't just get, get that weak shit out of here. I, I even posted it. I'm like, you know what the moral of this story is, kids? Don't be a dick. Yeah, no kidding, right? And you won't get wrecked. What an ass. Why would you even want to do something like I, that? I don't know. It's like... People, in, people suck. It's, it is what it is. But he got what... Hey. Just desserts, right? Yeah, that's right. He got what was coming to him. I hate bullies. All right, so we'll have to sideline the Avengers talk and go into other things. I I would imagine that the next week's episode is going to be a pretty uh, in-depth, intense one. We're going to have Richard back on the show again, and we're going to go into some. We're going to go deep, 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 deep on that shit. Uh, yeah, we're going to go gauntlet deep. Gauntlet. So settle in, kids. Next week's going to be a long one. Going to go all the way up to the second (laughs) knuckle. Yes, for sure. So this week. Jesus, there's still take event take Avengers out of it. There was still a pack. NH, NHL playoffs are ridiculous, off the charts. 
how awesome is it that I don't think there's a team in there that's higher than a four seed now, except for the Bruins. And they are in a fight for their life right now. These these, these series are incredible. I've said it numerous times. Everybody that knows me knows this. The NHL is my happy place. The, The NHL, to me, there's nothing like it. Not the NFL, not the Super Bowl, not the NBA. If even I just consider the NBA the WNBA because they're all a bunch of bitches anyway. There's nothing like the NHL playoffs, and this year is just another prime example because you have teams. There's no right now. You cannot look at the NHL playoffs and say this team has a clear cut path to the to, to the finals. Nobody. I think before the Bruins game the other night. I think there were 14 overtime games, not counting that one, and that one went into overtime. So that would make 15. I did not see if any went to overtime yesterday. I don't think they did. I don't believe yesterday, but like you said, there's been plenty of them. 15 overtime games, and we're only in the second game of the second series. Go ahead and try and find me better sports entertainment than that. It's it's insane. It's as if we don't have enough shit going on in NHL. All these overtime games are just killer to try and stay up for because they're that good. The International Tiddlywinks Championship is this week on one of the channels on on Fox. Um, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw that out against the hockey playoffs. Yeah. I'm, no. I'll, yeah. No. Pass. <laughs> pass. Um, Got ants in your pants, kid. It's been this NHL playoffs has been fantastic. If you don't watch hockey, I'm sorry. Make some adjustments. Get it in your life. You'll be better off for it because it is. Amazing on every level, especially even though it sucks that my team's not in it, I still cannot turn the channel when these playoffs are on because these games are insane, brutal. And and they kind of they're kind of switching. You'll have one game where St. Louis that that was a game they played the other night where they allowed what three shots or something, and then in the next game it's it's opposite. So it's almost like they don't have the lightning coach there because they're making changes. Um. Wow. Ouch. Right. Fuck you, Lightning. Too I'm just soon. kidding. Well, not too soon. You just can say that because true. you're a Lightning fan. Yeah. So yeah, you're allowed. I'd be bitter too. Um, I'm not bitter. I'm just disappointed that they didn't that they didn't react and adjust better. Is what I'm getting at. These other teams, you're watching them, and you'll see them completely get dominated. Like you know, just on on the penalty on the penalty one game, and then you turn around the next game, and they're the one on top. So it's just really nice to see. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And then you know, on on, on top of that, you know, the, the draft obviously it is a big deal, regardless of my lack of interest due to other things going on right now this time of year. Um, it's still a huge deal. Obviously, if you saw the the footage of downtown. Nashville I that was insane we actually have friends of ours that live in Tennessee that went that posted pictures and they couldn't believe how many people turned out for this that shit was turned up yes or as the kids say it was lit. it was lit it was lit um this yeah it, the, the coverage has been amazing it, it or the turnout I should say the coverage is what it is I mean like you said 20 how, how many ungodly hours yeah, I think there was like 17. To cover all of these players, yeah. of which 10% will, f- will actually turn out to have an oh. NFL career. Yeah. But people still go nuts for it. It's, it's, it's crazy. Well, you know, I don't know how many people read the uh, reaction or the, the ideas on we on the website. We, we post something each week. Uh, Richards wrote one uh, a couple weeks ago for the Avengers, and that got a lot of hits. I wrote one on the draft, some predictions. I was kind of off. I made some mistakes. I was close on some stuff. Right. But um, I, I said in that – the draft is awesome simply because it's it's a chance for you to look at your team and go we we have hope for for a minute because right. you know free agency can limit a team you know because you don't have the money to pay for the big name but 
it doesn't matter how suck, how sucky you are, you can still pick a a, a stud, a star. Right. It could happen. It could, um, unless you're a Lions fan, and yeah, we'll, or a Bucks fan. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Spoilers. Uh, but if it makes you feel any better, Greg, all these experts that we've seen on TV for the past, I don't know, three freaking weeks, t- giving us their mock drafts. Yeah, I was as clo- I was as close as they mock were. Drafts are there? Uh, everybody does good one. Lord, well, everybody okay. does one. Well, guess what? You could do one and be just as good, if not better, than all these so-called experts on the NFL Network. <laughs> because if you look at year after year, Mel Kiper and that that horrible hair misses every single year. He's never right. He, I saw some of the. I, I'm going through a, a transitional period with my cable right now. Um, I'm basically giving DirecTV the finger at this point. Listen to last week's episode yes. if you don't know the yes. story in that. It's entertaining. And uh, I'll have an update for that maybe if we have time this week, if not next week. Uh, so I had to watch it on Hulu Live. And um, they don't have the NFL Network. And I prefer the NFL Network's coverage over ESPN's coverage for the NFL. I agree. I, I, like, I like the I talents. Like I, like, the I, like their, I like their form a bit better. Um, Mel Kuyper... He reminds me of Joffrey because I've never wanted to choke anybody like I want to choke Mel Kuyper because he just says stupid shit. He gets in it. You know, he talks about how you can't pick a running back in the first round. Well, you can if you need one. If, if that's your – if you know, if – Tell if me the, why, Mel. Yeah, tell me why. Why are you sitting in the booth? Why, Mel? Okay, I get it. Yeah, tell me why. Yeah. I don't have a real reason because that's where I'd rate him. So all so, of a sudden it's not acceptable to take a running back in the first round. But do you remember a few years ago when it was all offensive players that went in the first all round? All offensive players. And you didn't get to your defensive linemen or all those other posi- non-skilled positions until rounds three through <laughs> five <laughs> yes. or whatever it is. But now – it's forbidden to take a. I, I. It's funny how the NFL just. Well, goes. it it does go in cycles and it changes. And you know what? This this draft was ridiculously deep on defensive talent. I think there were fifty something linebackers taken in this draft, which is that's fucking insane. It's There's crazy. only three at a time. It's but, crazy. But you got to pick. To me, when you when you're in that situation and you have a, a need, you've got to pick your need. So if you need a running back, you know, like. If you're if you're um if you're the Jets and you use number three to pick a running back, right? Okay, you're a moron. But if you're the Bucks and you use your number three for a running back, maybe. Right. So yeah, we we are gonna go deep deep into the NFL draft. In fact, we're we're gonna quickly go for each pick on which team took who and what our thoughts are quickly on it um, at the back half of the podcast. But. We are also going to talk about another little thing that happened last night, some little show that you may have heard of called Game of Thrones. Mm. Mm. Good Lord. I you know, I came up with this. I was thinking of this on the way here today. Th- this whole weekend should have been named the end game of Thrones. I no. just came a little. That, I, it's freaking clever, right? For sure. I mean, it is. It, duh. I, I'm right. Not I patted myself on the back. What are the chances? What are the chances? Because uh, they knew when Endgame was going to be released last year. They knew the date. What are the chances that you could put together a weekend where it was Endgame, NFL Draft, NHL Hockey, and and Winterfell? The, the, which is, there's only going to be one more episode better than this one. I doubt that even it's tough to say it's tough to even fathom that after last night I, I but agree. let's double down on that what are the chances that each franchise has main characters with the last name stark yeah it's crazy and that's there's i have p- i had noticed that before but yeah i had, n- I had never thought about talking about it that's pretty cool there's higher powers yeah here. I'm convinced. we watched that episode last night and i told susan i said i think i'm gonna have to watch that episode again before next week's and she goes i can't watch that episode again she goes my heart will explode 
Yeah, I, as much as I feel like I need a vacation after this weekend of movie and TV viewing, I can't wait to watch that episode again because mm-hmm. that was awesome. Just awesome. I'd like to um, watch it again to see what I missed because I was so busy watching the things that I should have been watching that I didn't watch the things that you're not supposed to. There was a... The hype and the build-up to this episode, we've known, they've said episode three was going to be the biggest episode for basically the past six months. Like, we've known this going in, and, and I even think a lot of us were guilty of not enjoying the first two weeks to the fullest because all we've been told is episode three, episode three, episode three. So episode one, we're like, you know, we, I, I can't even disagree as much as I usually do that, yes, it was slow, but in the back of our heads, we're like, Jesus, just get us to the Battle of Winterfell. I didn't feel that way. I, I felt... I was disappointed in the first episode because I knew there was only six episodes left. I didn't want an episode of exposition telling me about last right. year. I would have been absolutely just rock hard if they would have given us two episodes of two of number two. I could have watched them sit around the campfire, the fireplace, and talk for three hours. It wasn't even about being slow. It was just just the feeling was incredible. I'm sorry, but Tormund telling the milk story. Oh my God, was just Tormund needs his own show for if, God's sake. If they kill him, it'll be like if they killed Daryl on The Walking Dead. Um, I will uh, revolt and I, I will ag- set some shit on fire. I agree. Tormund has gotten to be one of the most entertaining characters on that show. Oh my God. Every time, every Everything. sentence is about Brienne. Uh, That's all he can talk about is Brienne and it cracks me up. The big woman. Yes. Did the big, is the big woman going to be there? Did you bring the big woman? Yeah. But when he talked about killing a giant... And then suckling on the teeth <laughs> for the next six months, which is why he's so strong. And uh, then he chugged that horn of milk or beer, it was, or and then told pure Brandon northern deliciousness. If he was a knight; he would knight her ten times over. I mean, it's just <laughs> the guy has so many good lines in this show and the facial expressions. It's he's just one of our favorites, but. The o- episode overall, it was, I mean, what, 89? It was, for all intents and purposes, basically an hour and a half. Yeah. It was a little shy, but it was close to an hour and a half. And once it picked up in the first few minutes and you saw everybody on the wall and the fire was lit, and then, speaking of being lit, when M- Melisandre showed up with the Dothraki soldiers and told them to lift their swords and all the, dude, I'm sorry, I it was awesome. Like, I just got chills and goosebumps. I'm like, here we go. Did you watch the inside, um, the episode? I did not. Feature it afterwards? No. They I, talked about that. I had to try and struggle to get to sleep for the next two and a half hours. He said, because you know, to me, that was the most amazing part of the show. I know it sounds stupid. When the Dothraki were hauling ass across a field, and then they just they stopped, and oh. you were like... What, what, what? You, you just hear screaming, and it sounds like they're fighting because they were doing, like, their battle cry and stuff. And all and all you see, like you said, all you see are, like, torches lit off in the distance in the complete darkness. And then they just started slowly going out, the and story. then it was silence. They said they did that on purpose because they wanted to give everybody a false sense of, yeah, this is bad. Oh, my God, what the fuck just happened? Yep. And they just got wiped out, that and was- now they're all with them, and we are screwed. Yes, so I, incredible. There was just so many moments of that episode that were... Excited, like, yes, shit is happening. And it, it not only is it happening, it's awesome. And it was tense, and it was, you just, you, for God's sakes, I felt like I was sweating watching it. Like, for the full 90 minutes, it was crazy, the, 80 minutes or whatever it is. The best line of the show wasn't even a line. It was after Daenerys sicked the fire on the, the Night King, and he just smirked at her as he walked out. I was like, 
That's one bad well, mofo th- right th- there. They showed the, f- the flames going for, like, literally, like, 20 seconds. Yeah. Like, it was just nonstop, and you're thinking, oh, my God. And then he just, like you said, he's like, that's all you got, bitch. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just, I mean. Get out of here with that weak sauce. It was so good. It was just so good. And then, you know, of course. I think I literally texted you last night. How the fuck am I supposed to go to sleep <laughs> yeah. after that? The, and <laughs> I, I think it was, I think a lot of us were thinking that, too, because I we went and saw Avengers right before that. We saw it at 4 o'clock. So we didn't get out of there until 7.30. That gave me an hour and a half to get home, settled, and then I just jumped right into Winterfell, and it's a wonder I made it through the day today. Yeah. I just I, felt like I hit the wall. It's a wonder like I make it through the day any day. Yeah. <laughs> but then you throw on that. So, yeah, Game of Thrones, awesome, and not today. Not today. <laughs> not today. Rough, rough. Uh, she is Arya Stark, just legendary. <sighs> That was uh that was pretty sweet. I was uh I was a little aggravated um after thinking about it that they let her go through the the library acting like she didn't have a weapon when she had the dagger on her the whole time. I knew she'd lost her staff, which was that was a pretty badass fight sequence when she was scene. when she was dropping that she shit. She pulled that off well. Yeah. I mean she, she you can tell she put work in. Yeah. Cuz she sold it. The, the guy, the the uh, the producer or the writer on the show uh, after Loud Words last night, he said they've known for three years that Arya would be the one that kills the Night King. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, spoilers! By the way, we're going to talk about Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Happened. Spoilers. If you if you haven't watched it yet, back <laughs> up and don't listen to this part. Well, it, the good thing is if if you're a big fan of the show, you've already seen it. Exactly. You cleared your schedule last night at nine o'clock. If you haven't seen this episode yet, you're probably not going to see it for a couple of years. Yeah, and by so, that time, you'll forget. Yeah. So listen, we're doing you guys a favor by bad. waiting a week to pour our hearts out on Avengers because it's killing me. Because right it's now, it's just so you know. It's it's go- it's going to get turned up in this bitch. <laughs> I've said that twice, and I mean it. Yeah. So that was uh, yeah. Game of, yeah. The, it, how, it, how, how how epic was that? The just the I can see why it took him so long. So many different scenes with so many different of uh, characters with so many different emotions. Um, it, it, well, it was it was really it was really intense. That was like watching. That was like watching a horror movie at times. It really was. In the in the library, it was like watching uh, an Avengers movie with all the fighting going on. It was like watching a, a it was that, just um it wasn't even music. That ticking noise that was it reminded me of Dunkirk. The yes. the, the sound car, the soundtrack in Dunkirk with the the main it was just ticking clock. Yes. It was like, "Oh my, could you make this any more stressful?" But there was a there was a big deal online today because, you know, of course, you wanted to read about it and stuff like that. But there was a lot of complaints about how dark the episode was. I thought that added to it. I mean, if you turn your br- if you go back and rewatch it, turn your brightness down, it fixes everything. I enjoyed it because it gave that added like, OK, I can't see a little more realistic. Yeah. Like a castle in the middle of nowhere. Mm hmm. During that time, it's not like they were. I don't know why that just turned up. Oh, you dick! Right, yeah, beach <laughs> do it. Beat me, you bastard! Yeah, go ahead and hit those stadiums. I could have wired that shit up for him, man, in like twenty minutes. But when they when they did light that trench up and you know the f- the dragons and stuff got, I mean that it it was how it was creepy impressive. was it after they lit the trench and the dead just stood there looking across it. I'm like, oh, that's f- it was like last season when they were around the frozen lake and they were just standing there and they were just standing there in complete silence. That was fun. And then the Big Dick Night King just waves his little hand, and then they decide to <laughs> lay themselves on top of the fire to give themselves their own bridge. I, I can't say enough about it. The, yeah. the only gripe, I can't even say it was a gripe, and um, I was talking to another buddy of mine, Nick. He's the Game of Thrones expert. He had problems with it, and I didn't even think about it till afterwards, and one is legit. Like, you gave us 
eight seasons of buildup for the Night King and Jon Snow and Longclaw, the Valyrian steel sword and stuff and all that. Like, I was really expecting toe-to-toe heavyweight fight with Jon and the Night King, and we didn't get that. But I'll tell you why. I do. Now, looking back on it now, Night King didn't want none of that. You know, he probably he probably didn't. He didn't want none of that because that's why he put all of those dead in between him and Jon Snow. I think they might be saving a lot of the Night King stuff for this prequel trilogy show thing that they're going to do. You know, they I mean, think about it. We saw the night we saw the White Walkers in the open of the first episode of the first season, which was nine years ago. Right. And we really saw nothing else. Body here and there. Up at what what's his nuts with all the daughters that he was that he was banging. Yeah. Pedophile freak boy. Um, that you the saw cabin it in the woods. Yeah, the cabin in the woods. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, the cabin north of the wall. The but only thing missing there was banjo music. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think they had plenty of it. Yeah. But that really, other than those couple of sequences, maybe some in the seventh season when Samwell and them or Sam and them went out there. Right. But they really they didn't do a lot with the Night King. Is he a good fighter? I I don't know. I mean, fuck. I know he can throw a javelin like Bruce Jenner before he got a sex change. Gold medalist. Yeah, you see the form on that arm cocked back, right? elbowed, perfect angle. I mean, and just just Duke can throw a spear. Yes, he can. Like no other. So I I think they might be not showing us what he can do, so that we're super impressed what with I like this trilogy <laughs> or prequel. What I liked about it, it's it's almost like a like not like thing. Is it was so few and far between that it made you want more. Yeah, and it you it always did. like it did. If they would have went the other way, it would have almost worn off the coolness of the White Walkers, and then it would have taken away from it. What they did, I thought, worked great because finally this season, you got in last season, the the payoff last season, you got a huge dose of it, and it was amazing because you had to wait so long for it. I've I've talked some smack about Game of Thrones on the podcast, and if you've listened to all the episodes, you know that. But when I talk smack about something like that, that doesn't mean I don't like it. It means that I feel like if you're going to do something and Warning, I'm going to talk a little bit of smack about the Avengers when, when we talk about it. If you're going to no, do you it... You will not. Uh, yes, the fuck, I won't. Yes, I, it's, you know, it, I love the movie, but there, obviously when you watch something like that, you're like, well, I wish they would have done this differently or I wish they would have done that. I feel like if you're going to put the effort that they've put into this show for nine years, sometimes there's some things that you could fix. But the what they're giving us in this payoff for this final season, um, it's really incredible to see... We still don't know what happens. They're going to go fight Cersei's now. What the fuck are they going to use? We still have three episodes left. Yeah, well, who? Uh, mean, everybody's dead. I who say they? that we only have three episodes left, and, yeah. and there's still a lot to do. But the good news is, all of the rest of these episodes are like eighty some minutes, so they're all long episodes from here on out. So yeah. they're borderline movie length. You know, I feel like I feel like they kind of screwed us by not giving us seven, eight, nine episodes. You know, I know that the seventh season was only seven episodes, I think. I know why they do it, because of money, and they're trying not to drag it out, and I get it, but... I'll agree with you, but let's see what they give us in the next three episodes. Because I felt like last night... They could end that shit right now, and I'm good. That could have been your series finale, and I'd have been pumped. I, that's what I'm saying. That that just... We're going to pick up the wreckage and... But that being said, knowing that we still have to go deal with Cersei in the mountain, I'm f- like... Good luck topping last night, yeah, but I, I know they out? they probably will, but we'll see. Um, it's it's just, it's bonkers. It's just, just bonkers. bonkers. I agree. All right, so what do you say we take a quick break and we'll come back with some more goodness and happiness? Sound good. We'll see you on the flip side, bitches. 
Okay, guys, we hope that you enjoyed that uh, fake sponsorship from, um, you know, Art's Tire Store wasn't it? place. Yeah, yeah. Buy, buy everything you can from them. Well, please, we appreciate it. Hey, it was enough time for us to get drinks and take a pee break. That's all so that matters. Whatever. That's what matters. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, we announced a joke contest that we were going to run, and the winner was going to get a sexy-ass Top 5 for Fighting t-shirt. So we have all these submittals in, so we said we were going to read the top three on air. We actually have four. Okay, Ooh. we have four. Crushed it. Um, and we're going to go ahead and read all four because that's all the four that we got, you jackasses. Can you slack asses pick it up a little yeah, bit? Yeah, come on. By the way, some of you guys posted some stuff on the on social media this week, and I don't remember the names of you guys that did it, and I apologize. That's my bad. We're going to start talking about that, but thank you very much. We had a couple of people post their top five lists nice. uh, for, drunk, for, for their drunk foods, and uh, one of you said pizza, and... Pizza is, it has to be the all-time favorite, but we've talked about stuff like that before. I just eliminated pizza because I'll eat pizza even when I'm not drunk. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you, you right. be sober, happy, sad. But, but it, it doesn't matter. if I'm drunk and you put a pizza in front of me, you can consider it gone. Eaten, yeah. yeah, consider it gone. Okay, so the joke was I once walked into a brothel with some honeycomb and a jackass, and the madam says, the first punchline was, we don't serve jackasses, but the donkey can stay. Love it which is pretty damn solid. The second one was, uh, I have to read the whole thing so you get the punchline good here. Uh, I once walked into a brothel with some honeycomb and a jackass, and the madam says, honeycomb's big. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you're not tall. No, no, no. Woof. Woof. <laughs> All right. This one was submitted by Aaron Slavic. and it says, I once walked into a brothel with a jackass and a honeycomb. The madam said to me, I've never gotten sticky with a 10-inch dick before. I told her my eyes are up here. Jesus Christ, Aaron. What's wrong with you, son? That No, that is an Aaron j- joke I know. if I've ever heard one. Aaron. I used to work with Aaron. I used to sit right next to Aaron, and that that's Aaron to a T. I like it. Thank you for your participation, sir. Figuratively. And here's the last one that we got. And this is from a friend of mine that I've known for a long time. His name's Rich Falco. I once walked into a brothel with some honeycomb and a jackass, and the madam says, Hey, Greg, who's your little friend, and why is he holding honeycomb? Rich, I thought we were friends, man. I thought we were friends. That's awesome. That's how you know you're friends. Right? Yes. Rich, and that is Rich's sense of humor to a T. Not I'm offended. I'm going to run you into the ground in the best way possible. So here's here's what we're going to do. Aaron, Mike said you needed a win. He He said you need a win. And because you guys participated, we're going to give both of you a T-shirt. Hey, Aaron's got more kids running around his house than Neverland, okay? Oh, my dear that God. That guy could use a, he, he could use a shirt. Should we send him five smalls? <laughs> so <laughs> what I need you guys to do is give us a shipping address, give us a color shirt you want, and give us a um, – Red or blue. A, a red or blue in what size. Uh, you can, if you want, you can uh, just text Mike or or Rich. You can text me if you have our phone numbers, or you can just send us uh, however you want to do it. In post an email. it on Facebook. You can, yeah, <laughs> post it on Facebook, right? Right. What and could we'll, go wrong? We'll be there in twenty minutes, or you can just send it to us via messenger, or you can um, uh, you can send it through the email as well that you guys sent it. So that was thank you very much, guys. Obviously, we're four three episodes in. We haven't seen an answer to the joke yet. I hope we do, but. Either way, hey, we had some we had some fun with that. Pick up the slack, would you? Yeah. On the next contest, we're only going to give the winner the shirt. For Jeez. sakes. Well done. Well done. Yeah. Thanks a lot, guys. And again, thank you for all your comments and posts. And 
I think it was Aaron that sent like four pictures on um on Facebook the other day of things that were just just cracking me up. And um, thanks a lot, guys, very much for your participation. That sounds like Aaron. Okay, now we have a game. Sweet. It's Mike's week. It's Mike's week. I have to. I have to break my brain. Mike's brain, which was already broken in the last two days. Applesauce, sir. Applesauce. So Just what we're gonna do is bowl of applesauce. Obviously, if you've listened to us on all of our shows, we have a running theme here from number one about how shitty the Detroit Lions are. Hmm? What? What? No. How dare? How you? dare you, sir? How dare you? So. <laughs> I decided that uh, we both picked, without knowing our list on our first episode, the Detroit can Lions. Can I guess what the first answer is? What's the first answer? A tight end. The first answer was a tight end, yes. Okay, yep, thank you. So we, we had uh, uh, unanimously picked the Detroit Lions as the worst NFL franchise of the Super Bowl era for multiple reasons. Garbage. So I started doing a little bit of research. So what I'm going to do is I am going to go back year by year to 2009 I'm going to tell you the name of the, uh, the the position that the player played and what college they went to, and you will probably not be able to name their names to me. This is their first round pick. So this is the name that if you're a fan of a team, you should know that fucking name, 2009? right? Yeah. Is that wh- how far back we're going to start? We're going back to 2009. And working our way up. We, we can do that, or we can start from the most recent to the, to the oldest, however you want to do it. Go oldest to newest. Okay, oldest to newest. So here we go. So 2009, they had two first-round picks that year. Yep. I played quarterback. I went to Georgia. If you don't get this one, you should be shot. Oh, well, that's Matt Stafford. That's Matt Stafford. That's right. The number one pick of that draft. He was number one overall. So if you miss with that pick, you should be fired. And arguably, not to rehash an old episode, is the biggest draft pick and the only one you can really – talk about that stands out since Barry Sanders. Other than that, well, Calvin Johnson. I'll, I'll lump him in there, too. Yeah, but he was before Stafford. Right. Wasn't he? Okay. So uh, who, the other player that year was a tight end from Oklahoma State. Um, it wasn't Pettigrew, was it? It was Pettigrew. Oh. Nice. Ding, 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 ding. Good pull. Ding. Thank you. 2010, they had two picks. Oh, and I wanted to say this. Brandon Pettigrew, they got with a trade with the Dallas Cowboys. Right. They gave them Roy Williams and a seventh round to get a first round, a third round, and a sixth round. One of the rare, rare spots where the Lions actually did something good. Sunshine's on a dog's ass every now and then. Every now and then. 2010, defensive tackle from Nebraska, drafted number two. From Nebraska? Yeah. It wasn't Sue, was it? It was Sue. Okay. If you missed that one, you should have had your ass beat, too. You won't get this one, though. Number 30th overall, they picked a running back from Cal. From Cal? What year? 2010. Fuck. I don't know. Javid Best. Javid Best, yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, he was good for a long time, wasn't he? Uh, two weeks. They gave up a number two, a four, and a seven to get a one and a four from the Vikings that year so they could pick Javid Best. So they gave up three players to get a piece of shit. 2011, defensive tackle from Auburn, drafted 13th overall. Oh, Auburn. Damn it. I can't remember. I can picture him, but I can't remember the name. Nick? Um, nope. Nick Fairley. Fairley, that's right. Here's a, here's here's where he just gets fun. 2010. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know it's just going to take a yeah. wrong turn down shit, <laughs> Bill. <laughs> say that. 2012, offensive tackle from Iowa, drafted number 23rd. Offensive tackle from Iowa, no clue. Riley Rife, yeah, he played. For, he had, he did he did stick for a few years. 
Well, yeah, through his rookie contract, probably. Yep. But but guys, we're talking we're talking these picks are picks that are within. Uh, other than that one, they're all within the twenties mm-hmm. at, at worst. All right, uh, 2013 defensive end from BYU drafted fifth overall. Um, yeah, you know this one. Yeah, I know. Because he was a giant turd. Giant turd. Always hurt. He got franchised. Um, Ziggy. Yep, Ezekiel Anza. Uh, you can have the clues. Franchise. Yeah. Here's yeah, your, he's your franchise, yeah. guys. Here's your boy and a recurring theme in our conversation today. 2014 tight end from UNC drafted number 10. Eric Ebron. Yeah, he was a tub of garbage for him. Until he goes to Indy, and now all of a sudden he can catch touchdowns. Well, he was number two in that passing offense. It won't happen this year. Yeah. All right, 2015, a guard from Duke drafted number 28th. Oh, I wanted to say Ragnar, but he went to Michigan. Um, Guard? Mm Mm-hmm. 28th? Yeah. I don't know. Lakin Tomlinson. Yeah, no clue. 2016... Offensive tackle from Ohio State, drafted number 16th overall. Taylor Decker. Taylor Decker. Who? He's okay. He's okay. All right. Serviceable. 2017, linebacker from Florida, drafted number 21. Uh, Davis. Jared Davis. 2018, a center from Arkansas, drafted number 20. Uh, Last year. Mm -hmm. Again, I can picture the tub of shit, but I can't remember his name. What is it? Frank Ragnow? Ragnow. Oh, Ra- why did I think Ragnow went to I Michigan? Don't know. I don't know. Okay, and here's their best. 2019, drafted eighth overall, tied in from Iowa. Your next Hall of Famer, TJ Hawkinson. That one was fairly easy, but we've been kind of kicking ourselves in the ass the last few weeks. It's been hard. But my point was, as I was doing the research here, <clears throat> these are your first-round picks for the last 10 years. Tight end, center, linebacker, offensive tackle, guard, tight end, defensive end, Offensive tackle, defensive tackle, defensive tackle, running back, quarterback, tight end. And none of these guys are – I mean, we can't really say that 15, 16, 17, 18 are flops because they're still on their rookie contracts. Right. But all of those other guys either were shit or not even with the team anymore. There's nothing better than being consistently inconsistent, and that's what Detroit is. Oh, so bad. That's what all happens right. when you have the crypt keeper calling the call, pulling the strings up in the office. You got eight out of those, right? Nice. Good job. Well, you know, very, very good job. Cursed to be a Lions fan. Cursed to be a Lions fan. Okay, so now we'll get down to the crust and the meat of the pie this week. Can I tell you a funny story? You can always well, tell me a funny story. Well, actually, it's not even a funny story because you got to hear the story firsthand. My 16-year-old daughter, who goes to school locally here, called us to tell us. A, she wanted to tell us a funny story regarding the podcast. So, of course, I called her, put it on speaker so Greg could hear it firsthand. A student came up to her today to tell her, word for word, hey, your dad's podcast is lit. Congratulations, Greg. We're a hit with the kids. Oh, my God. High school kids think that we are lit. PlayStation's whack, yo. Yep. yep. (laughs) That's when you know you've made it to the big time because the kids are listening. So whoever that kid is. I know you're listening. Absolutely, tell, man. Tell the rest of your friends and thank you. And tell all your friends because that's how we get. That's how we get a YouTube subscriptions. Yeah, no shit. So yeah, we're lit, Greg. I love it. All right. I love it. Go ahead. I I'm just <laughs> proud of the fact that I know what that means. Well, we're not 90. Come on. I mean, we're we're, we're still pretty fucking close. I mean, yeah. To them, we're old. Yeah. But 
we'll still take him out back and beat him in 21. So I'm, I'm not worried about it. I might throw out a couple of discs, but I'll win. I hate or throw a few elbows. That's all right. <laughs> I'm still going to win. Okay, so here we go. The first round of the NFL draft, 2019 NFL draft. Um, like I said earlier, I put some I put some thoughts up there. Um, I missed. I hit. I was kind of off a little bit. Uh, it's really hard to predict. Did you know that this year's draft had the most trades of any draft in history? Greg, the answer is I don't know jack shit about this draft this year because I've been so busy with other things that I, like I said in the beginning, I had to force myself to research this draft. All right. So did I see keep, you next week. Did <laughs> I get? No. Yeah. <laughs> Disclaimer. I really mailed it in on this one. But no, I did keep tabs on it. I, I got out of Avengers Thursday night around nine ish, a little after nine. Detroit had already just made their pick, so of course I you know I bleach report on my phone. It was blowing up through the you know the last hour of the movie, but I knew why. So yes, I did keep tabs on it. Um, hung out Friday night, was keeping tabs on the second round. So it's not like it was totally oblivious to it, but not like years past where you know where it used to be on a Saturday afternoon and I could watch the whole first round. Fuck you, Roger Goodell, for you making watch, it Thursday nights. You watched the, was the, f- the first three rounds because they would go until a certain time, and then I, it was – that was the best. I I know that – you know, I was talking to John from the Detroit Sports Podcast. Um, he loves the Thursday night. I think Thursday night was the dumbest freaking decision that NFL has made in a long time, short of hiring Roger Goodell, because that was our Saturday afternoon. We'd watch the draft all day. We'd have food. We'd have beers. We'd hang out. It was NFL all day long. Thursday night – Suck it. I'm not staying up that late to watch the draft. Oh, my God. It's not happening. I, I got to work the next day. I stayed up to watch it. I was watching it in, I was in here in the in the office, and Susan was tired. So I'm like, I'm just going to go ahead and watch it until I'm done. Well, you know, being a Patriots fan, I had to wait until 32 to see who they picked, which yep. kind of sucked. The fucking thing didn't get over until 12-15. Pass. I'm you, out. You can't start that shit at 7? Nope. I'm oh, out. no, because the people in California. Come on. Yeah. Eat a dick, California. Yeah, for Christ's sake. That, yeah, it's like it's our fault that you're that far behind. Yeah. That's Jeez, whatever. Yeah. So, so yes, I did pay a little attention. I did my research. I've got notes, got some nice comments. Let's I, go. I watched it. I got to make fun of Mel Kuyper. I got to just sit here and see some of the things that he said. I wanted to, because every year until this year, as I said previously, I always watched on the NFL Network, and well, Hulu Live doesn't have it. So, just... Fuck, I fuck, hate Mel Kiper. Oh, my God. Just, anyway. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get to the draft. Number one pick. Okay. So the Cardinals were number one. They picked Kyler Murray. Yes. Tell me what you think about that. My notes. The Arizona GM has more breakups than Taylor Swift. He should be on her next CD. <laughs> um, coach fired after one year. Quarterback gone after one year. What is what is this guy drinking? Um, Kyler Murray now – True or not, I there was a story that he showed up to a charity event and decided he had better things to do, left the charity event. That tells me all I need to know about this piece of shit. Um, pass. I'm, 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 you know, whatever. I, I think, I, I think that they are putting a lot of their eggs in one basket with the air raid offense that Cliff Kingsbury is going to have. I think right. I said his name right. Um, I don't. You know, everybody says, well, he could be just like Baker Mayfield. Well, no, he can't because he didn't really commit to football until last year. Baker Mayfield played a little bit more. There's going to be a learning curve. I'm I, My biggest concern is, is are they going to be able to protect this kid? Um, my notes were – They couldn't protect Rosen last year. Yeah. My notes were the second year in a row that they drafted a quarterback, at least they're committed to a position. Um, <laughs> and I also said – and I, I, I was tweeting during the thing – I hope I hope he's in good shape because 
that some bitch is going to be running for his life. Yep. Because they did not address his offensive line at all, and they were horrid up front last year. And and this is one of the. It's almost feel bad saying this, but I I hate when people bring up size in the NFL be, or in sports in general because you just it it doesn't really mean as much. However, that being said, at quarterback, if you're five ten, and a defensive end gets a hold of you or comes down on you, physics is physics. Bones can break. Yeah. When 300 pounds comes down on 190 pounds or 220 pounds, there's a big difference there. He's smaller. I believe he's 5'10". He's 5'10 and a quarter, I think so they said. That quarter's important. But, yeah, it, I mean, that being said, it's I, – I question his accuracy also. I think I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's different in college. Yeah, RG3 was great in college. That's college. You know, Michael Vick was great in college. It's college. I, I don't – I – they keep talking about we've got to have this quarterback that can run, but no quarterback wins a Super Bowl. It's not a pocket passer. Right. There hasn't been one. Yeah, I mean. So you got if you can run, that's great. But you've got argument, to be the the only one that I can think of off the top of my head is Russell Wilson. But he still is he pa- he's a pass first. Ru- but Russ- he just can run. Russell Wilson doesn't run. Russell Wilson scrambles. Right. And there's a difference. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. D- everybody said that about Jameis coming out, that he runs too much. No, he doesn't. Jameis keeps the play alive. And I'm going to tell you something. He tries to stay alive. He tries to stay alive. You're right. Russell Wilson is who he is because he he he, he does what Roethlisberger does. He just does it differently. Roethlisberger, you bounce off of Roethlisberger. Right. Especially if you're a rape charge. Joink, joink. Yeah. Right? But Russell Wilson extends that play by getting out of the pocket and scrambling. So, I, you know what? I, My verdict is out on this guy. I think he's a super talented athlete. If I was Kyler Murray, my ass would have played baseball. Yeah, yeah no shit. Um, and it's, you know, in Jameis Winston's defense, if there's free seafood, there's nobody faster. Uh, for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Moving on, number two. All right, number two is Nick Bosa, defensive end from Ohio State. He went to the 49ers. My notes are, I guess – um, sure. The, what I had on that is, you know, he he's a hell of a player. It feels like he hasn't played in a year because, you know, he decided to quit on Ohio State because of, air quotes, injury, um, draft status. But, you know, you add him to a defense, you know, his 49ers weren't really recognized as being a phenomenal team last year, but they had a defense that led the league in turnovers, forced. Yep. Um, that That's a pretty good player if he pans out like his brother did. Um but also fuck Ohio. So. I I think, th- yeah, <laughs> I think the 49ers are up, are up and coming. I think Garoppolo getting hurt last year hurt them a lot. I also think that them not having any really good wide receivers hurt them. Uh, they did address that in this draft, which I think is good. I guess if you have a guy that you can get your hands on that you think is going to be a Michael Bennett or, um, uh, you know what, I'm, I'm blanking on the top-tier defensive ends in the league right now, uh, Avon Williams or somebody like that. You've got to take that shot. Because there's not that many that will make you stand out like J.J. A- Watt. Absolutely correct. Absolutely right. correct. Uh, my question is, was there better value for them somewhere else? Uh, everybody said he was going to go to the chart 49ers at number two, so I'm right. going to have to say that obviously that was what hey, it was. He's a, he's a hell of a player in college. Um, unfortunately, he played at Ohio State, but – I mean, the, sit, sitting out the whole year and everything, or most of the year, panned out for him. He got he went number two, and you know the, the Niners are hoping well, that he turns out to be as advertised. I I do kind of feel bad for him though, because him going to the 49ers, he's gonna have to take a pay cut from what he made up at Ohio State. True story. But, you know, I mean, you, you got to move on with your life at some point, right? Yep. All right, number three, number Jets. Quinn and Williams, defensive tackle out of Alabama. Yep. And my notes were: this is the Jets. Let's move on. Uh, my notes were: this was a this was a this was a home run. 
this was, I think, this was the easiest pick in the draft. Um, this guy next to, I believe, Sheldon Richardson, is that who their other defensive tackle is? Yep. They're going to tear some shit up. They, they, that defense got a lot better right there, not only against the run. Now, the knock on this guy was that he only played one year. Right. Um, uh, only really started for one year, but I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes that does not matter. What a monster he was, where he was, and I, I, I'm going to tell you what I don't. If the I don't think for the first time in a long time the Jets fucked that up. I, I think they got it right, but I don't know that they did so hot the rest of the draft. When but you're picking in the in the top five, especially you know with them at three, it's like you said, it, it's tough to screw that up if you have half a brain for sure. And you know they're not Detroit, so you know they they did okay. Or the Raiders. Or the, well, yeah. Which brings us to number four. Which brings us to number four. Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell. Farrell. Defensive end out of Clemson. What a good football player. But you fucking took him at number four? And Josh Allen was still available. Ed Oliver was still available. Devin Bush was still. Fucking seriously? You took this guy? A lot of the stuff that I read about him was that he had a dominating performance against Alabama in the national championship game and abused their no, their prize tackle. Yes, um, he which, did. Hey, and not for nothing, that's something. That That's impressive. It is, but there were three defensive linemen, as we will get to, taken yep. from Clemson in the first round. Not so, only that, added on top of that, you've got a number four draft pick who's now, let's face it, in real in all reality, his expectation is to fill the shoes of fill the shoes of Khalil Mack. That's those are tough cleats to fill. Well, yeah, and he won't because he plays a different position. Well, they they went after a defensive end to rush a passer. That's what I mean. <sighs> they they lost a huge playmaker. Yes, in Mack, they did. But now they're drafting this kid that high, and they're expecting him to make that big of an impact. That's tough. One of the things they said about this guy that makes him so special is that he's got a ton of character. That he's a genuinely good person, and I think that that means a lot. In the NFL, that's I mean that's tough to find yeah. these days. I hope he's a success, but there was a lot of people that scratched their head at that pick. Number five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They drafted Devin White, linebacker from LSU. Yeah, I wish we had the the, mu- the background music. The NFL now. Dun, 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 dun. Um, you can say all the same shit that they. He's got a high motor. Yeah, he never quits. He's got greasy hips. He's got uh, kids fast as shit. He's faster than shit through a goose in the spring. Okay, this this was a very a very. <laughs> You just got that? Uh, yeah. It just hit you? Well, I had my line <laughs> queued up, and then you hit me with that documentary, Harold and Kumar, again. Um, this was a, a big uh, needed-to-hit pick for the Bucks because their offense was absolutely the worst, or their defense was absolutely the worst in the NFL last year. They are transitioning from a 4-3 to a 3-4, which is going to make Gerald McCoy expendable. They lost Quan Alexander. They needed a linebacker that could go side-to-side. I'll be honest with you. I would have liked to have seen them take Devin Bush – but this system is more what Devin White played in. I in wish college. they would have taken Devin Bush so I could watch him more regularly on yeah. Sundays because yeah. of here in Tampa. But this this guy is a true cover linebacker from side to side. Mm-hmm. I, I they they had to do something. I'm going to give the Bucks a lot of props on this pick, and then I'm going to say you fucked up every one of your other picks in the draft. These, I can't even say the word because I'm embarrassed to say it. They they picked a goddamn kicker. In the fifth round. They picked a kicker again. You didn't learn anything from Aguayo? Morons. <laughs> but that's Tampa. Yeah, that's Tampa for you. All right, number six, the Giants in the in the what-the-hell move of the year, <sighs> QB Daniel Jones. Are you fucking kidding me, really? Um, I, Not only that, QB out of Duke. So 
I got a couple things to say about this. Daniel Jones first. is going to be the replacement for Manning. Is, is that what I'm to understand? That's what they're saying. Quarterback from Duke. Um, granted, good pocket passer. I mean, obviously, in the NFL, that's what you're looking for because, as you've already said, spread running off running quarterbacks just don't pan out in the it's NFL. A big, he's a big kid. I think he's 6'5". He's, he's on the bigger side, yes. Um, it, yeah. The, all I have on this that, that I wrote is we'll see because the physical attributes are there. But, again, the quality of competition that he went against – that we'll see. This is what kills me about this pick. Um, the Giants have literally been tripping over their own feet for the last six months. They they got rid of OBJ. They've been taking heat for Eli still playing. Blah 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 blah. Gettleman came out and said on on Friday that Daniel Jones is going to be a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, but he's probably going to sit on the bench for three years. Well, then he's not your franchise quarterback. And then somebody said, yeah, but you know what? That's exactly what happened with Aaron Jones. Yeah, Aaron Jones was behind Brett Favre. Big fucking difference right there, number one. Number two, he comes out the next day and says we had to take him at number six because there were two other teams that would have picked him before number 17. I'm, I'm going to say no because if he's so good that he's got to sit on the bench for three years to beat out Eli Manning, who – don't get me wrong. I think Eli Manning has been a tremendous talent. I just think he's lost a step. I just think his age is catching him. Well, how, I mean, how many years has he been in the NFL now? He's um, I fourteen, fifteen. It's up. I mean, it's up in those that yeah. number where like yeah. he's like retirement's not far away. You took the number six pick in the draft and you picked a quarterback that you hope starts for you by twenty twenty two. Seriously? Not only that, they passed on a quarterback of better caliber twice. But we'll get to that later in my top five list. Yes, I agree with you. Number seven, the Jaguars literally had an audible orgasmic explosion when the Giants picked Daniel Jones because that allowed them to get Josh Allen, who's going to be a fucking monster. I heard the celebration from here. I did. I didn't know I, what I the did. noise was. And then someone said, yeah, it's Jacksonville because the Giants just fucked up their whole draft. The, the, National, the National Science Foundation, I think that's their actual legitimate name on the plate as you walk in the building, thought an earthquake had occurred. Yep. The Giants literally put Josh Allen on a platter and said, here you go, Jacksonville. Put him on a defense that is absolutely built for his abilities. Right. Built for his abilities. Yeah. you got cover uh, corners there. You've got a defensive tackle. You've got linebackers. Holy shit, this guy ought to just destroy. It'll be fun to watch. That'll be another one of those teams next year that's going to be fun to watch. And that brings us to number eight. Ready? I'm going to bring this in with a... (laughs) No shit. Because Hit hit the DJ horn. (laughs) Check out my shit while the DJ revolves it. Okay. I'll say this. Okay. Detroit Lions, TJ Hawkinson... Number eight. The funny part about this is, um, of course, we mention them every week. The guys up at the Detroit Sports Podcast, Adam and John, Doc and Jock, they have a great show on Thursdays. If you like sports in general, listen to their their show. Um, they have a this new app. It's called Flick. We need to check this out. It's an app, which is basically a chat room. So basically, they have this chat room that all of the listeners to their podcast we get invited into this. It's like an old AOL chat room. That's how Adam describes it, and it's perfect. So all of the listeners, we're all the, you know obviously Detroit fans, are in this chat room. I thought everyone there was going to be a mass suicide because the whole joke leading up to the draft, these dumbasses aren't going to be dumb enough to take another tight end in the first round, are they? Are they that like this isn't going to happen, is it? In the well, top ten. Sure enough, they take T.J. Hawkinson out of Iowa. Now look. 
I don't think it's a horrible pick. This kid is good, and if they he really want, talented. He is. He not only that, he's got hands, and he blocks like a motherfucker. Which is he, what turned the the Patriots season around last year when Gronk was blocking the way he was blocking. No, and there's I I understand both sides of this because obviously Detroit has a history, but in Bob Quinn's defense, he did not draft Ebron. That was not him. Yes. Now. If they're really trying to implement this whole New England system, two tight ends with Jesse James that they got from Pittsburgh, it fits. I get it. I understand it. But Jesus Christ, that defense is terrible. They can't cover anything. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's yeah, nothing. You're right. I mean, I, there's a there's a thought process out there that somebody says, you know, you got to take the best player available. No, you don't, because the best player available might not be your biggest need. To right. me, every team goes into the draft with holes, and if you are trying to put somebody on your team that's going to be there for 10 years, that's going to be a solid producer, and you know that's going to happen, then good for you. But we all know that that, that doesn't usually work out that way. If you want some quality entertainment, go back to the Detroit Sports Podcast Twitter page and go back to Thursday night and read all of the interactions with how pissed off everybody was. Oh, I, yeah, I was, I was live tweeting you, with them. You, you were part of it. That's right. Yeah, it was gold. It, it was, was absolute gold. It was gold. It was, it was um, really good. Um, me personally, I think they – and I, again, it's I'm going to take flack for this because of being a huge homer, but they should have taken Devin Bush because that his speed and his ability and his aggressiveness at linebacker is exactly what they need. Side to side, I don't think there's anybody faster in this whole draft than Devin Bush is from side to side. He is a fierce hitter, like a crazy. He's exa- he's exactly what you want in today's linebacker: fast, aggressive, angry. Um, what he did before the Michigan State game when they came out were taunting him and he just went out and obliterated the Spartan at midfield. Like, he's got that football mentality that you want, and Detroit just let it go. And yeah. It, it's, I, I, again, I huge think, miss. I think they got a great football player. They, they did. But, I, but I'm going to tell you this. Um, as a Patriots fan, I know they needed a tight end. I knew they weren't going to get him, so I looked at all the other guys they could have got. There were a lot of 6'5", 255, 265-pound tight ends in this draft. But you could have you had, had Bush. You could have had Ed Oliver. I, uh, the, I know. I, I, the, the, the return you're going to get out of Hawkinson right now, I don't know if it's there because, again, Stafford's going to be running for his life. It's – yeah, I mean, unless that pans out too, like I said, he helps the run game. Like if if he blocks as well as his, I mean, I've seen a handful of Iowa games being a Big Ten fan. Mm-hmm. Like th- this kid's freaking good. He's a good football player, and he's probably got the best hands out of all the tight ends in the league. Shy of um, probably the best playmaker out of all the tight ends too, except for the other tight end that came out of Iowa, which no we'll, fan. We'll, we'll get to him later yep. too. Um, he's probably not as good because of other reasons, but. It's it's a great pick, but they needed defense so much more. And that's why all the fans in Detroit are just beside themselves. Agreed. Number nine, Buffalo Bills, Ed Oliver, de- defensive tackle from Houston. There is no way on in any scenario that Buffalo could have thought Ed Oliver was going to fall to them. No way. Again, and that was one of the names that a lot of the Detroit fans wanted. Was He was on that list of guys that they should have taken. And uh, it, it's Look, I think I've got the same note for 90% of this first round. Another fast defensive lineman. Yeah, this uh, guy has the potential to be a Gerald McCoy. It's it's crazy, like you said, how many defensive players are in this first round, defensive linemen especially. So it's heavy. nuts. So heavy uh, with the amount of defensive players that came up. But we um, got a tight end. Well, <laughs> well, you know what? You have to work out a lot to get that tight end. Yes, that's true. 
boom. You must work out. Here's yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. All right, number ten. Here's your here's your boy. Uh Pittsburgh Steelers, Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. Of all teams for him to go to, Schittsburg. Why does Tomlinson continue to just take players from my favorite team? Because this guy fills a huge need for Pittsburgh. That for defense that defense needs somebody who can who can be the man out there? He's going to fit right in. He he is, and I he hate is. saying it, but he's going to fit right into Pittsburgh's defense. He, and pro- he, he has probably that is Pittsburgh mentality, minus I, the rape. I I hope so. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I hashtag me too. <laughs> All right. All right. So number eleven. Um, here's one of your teams, the Cincinnati Bengals. Jonah Williams, offensive line from the Alabama. I'm going to read what I wrote word for word. Does it matter? Nope. <laughs> Next pick. You know, they need offensive line, but you, do you realize that they picked, like, three running backs in this draft? Listen, Are you fucking kidding me? Listen, when in February, please, win, win in January, win a playoff game. Hell, win your goddamn division. Yeah. Especially win. when you have the talent they've had in the past years. <laughs> now, I will say this. We did get rid of the worst playoff coach in the history of the NFL. Marvin Lewis is now gone, thank God, 0 for 7 in the playoffs. You know, you think at 0 for 3, 0 for 4, 0 for 5, you start to make a move. But yeah, no, maybe. let's wait till that seventh year. Yeah. yeah the I, seventh I'm, year. I've really grown to cut the cord with the Bengals until they really do something and show me they're committed to winning because it's painful to watch. So I force myself to watch the Bengals and the Lions every year. That's how do you slit nice. both wrists at the same time? You have to ask for help. <laughs> you have to ask for help. Yeah. Well, don't ask for a Lions or a Bengals, Bengals player because. You know, you know, you want to know how I do it? I watch the Red Wings. I watch hockey. There you go. And that's exactly what I do. I watch the NHL. Brings it home. Number 12, the Green Bay Packers pick Rashawn Gary, defensive lineman out of Michigan. Now, here's on the other side. Diehard Wolverines fan, right? Rashawn Gary has bust written all over his lazy face. I, I, I really th- – this last season at Michigan, I really grew to not like this guy. Right or wrong, whether he was injured, whether he wasn't injured, he – takes plays off the only high go back and look at all the big highlights that this guy had okay look and see what teams those plays are against yeah he killed it against southern mississippi i, State. I tweeted that the other killed night killed it and nobody said a word go I, back and look at the highlights of the ohio state game where was he he wasn't he was nowhere to be found you know who you, you know who you see on the highlights on every single play for devin that bush. In, for, for chase that winovich in, chase winovich and devin bush chase never winovich quit to the patriots by they the way they were getting their asses creamed just smoked Chase Winovich and Devin Bush never stopped playing. I I want to say this and I might offend some people but I I'm I'm not I'm not worried about it. Here it comes. <laughs> it's okay, it's a podcast. This twat scored a 9 on his wonderlick. Twat. You you said twat. I did. You should have said twat waffle. That <laughs> that's my favorite. <laughs> twat waffle. How do you score a 9 on the wonderlick? I mean seriously. I'll, I'll tell you I'll tell you how because you Christmas treat that bitch. You did not care. Yeah, you don't care. So um, I, you know what? Uh, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. And, and you know what makes me so furious about this guy? God-given ability. Athletic ability through the roof. Yeah. Speed, strength, he, he size. Is, he's, got every, he's got every tool you need. Every Let's see if he puts it together. Every you can piece together for a football player this guy has. Just takes plays off, and I can't stand that. All 13. right. Number 13, uh, Miami Dolphins. Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle out of Clemson. You know what I put? What'd you put? Who? Ooh. He was one. Of, he was one of those three that on that defensive line, and they said they were going to go. But you know what? Um, the Dolphins are 
I don't think – I guess defensive tackle is extremely important, but I don't know how you start by rebuilding a team with a defensive tackle. Well, they got their franchise quarterback. Josh Rosen? Yeah. Yeah, but they didn't have him when they picked him. I'm kidding. I know you're kidding. I'm totally kidding. I don't, it, I'm going to tell you what. I think that I'd rather have Josh Rosen than Kyler Murray. 110%. I, I will not disagree with that in any I, way whatsoever. I watched Josh Rosen play on a team last year that literally had eight-year-olds starting at offensive guard, mm-hmm. and the guy wasn't horrible. He was throwing to Larry Fitzgerald and who? All jokes aside, I think he'll do well in Miami. I hope he does. And taking Christian Wilkins out of if, – if you had to pick any defensive line in the country to pick random players off of, Clemson's your team because yeah. they were all good. They were. You know what? Clemson's turning into an Alabama. Alabama had 10 players drafted this year. I think Clemson had nine, nine or eight. Right. Yeah, it's uh, – we'll see. I, I I think that he'll fit in, and I think Miami will be okay. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons picked Chris Lindstrom, offensive line from Boston College. Sure. Uh, they needed it. Yep. Matt Ryan got pummeled last year. Although, if you'd have seen the video of the fans that were at Mercedes-Benz Stadium watching this pick, they literally just stood there and went, and they looked at each other and they're like, "What? Who do we? Who, well, same what, thing. What? He played at Boston College. Who? I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. I never saw highlights but you know, of Boston College. But you know what Boston College does every year? They run the piss out of the football. Right. Every year they have a guy run for 1,400 yards. Right. Um, so here we go to 15. What I think is probably the borderline best pick of the first round for that team. They took Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, out of that school. Yeah. Um, as far as NFL ability, this kid, again, cliche after cliche, he's got it all. He's big. He's 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 an exceptionally accurate quarterback. He's a pocket passer first. If he has to run, he can run, but he doesn't look to do that first. Um exactly what Washington needs. Uh, I think it was a great pick for them. It was a home run pick for them. And there's that word potential again. We'll see. But there's no reason based on what this kid did in college to think that he's not going to be a very, very good quarterback in the NFL. I give the Washington Redskins a lot of credit for chilling out and getting exactly who they wanted. A plus. It was an A plus pick. Because they could have, once they saw how this all fell, they could have panicked. When Daniel Jones went and said, "Oh, we got to move up," yep, they could at fifteen they could have had Drew Locke or Haskins. <sighs> Here's what I think happened: If you look at one of the fifteen thousand, or actually it was more like a pull this from the Avengers, there was fourteen million six hundred and five mock drafts, and everyone was taking defensive players all throughout the first round. They probably didn't panic because they saw that, and th- they got their guy. And Plus, they had Case Keenum. Is he a stud? No, but you know what? He's a starter. He's played in the NFL. He's a starter. That's right. He's serviceable. That's the word. I agree. Number 16, uh, Carolina Panthers, Brian Burns, defensive end out of Florida State. <laughs> Here's my note. Another D-lineman. Another one. It's insane. As it's a, absolutely insane. As a Florida State fan, last year was a tough year for football. This kid plays. This kid does not take downs off. He he does not. He, he's always, he was always there. I think – I don't like the Panthers because they're a division rival for the Bucks, but I'm going to tell you what I think this was a this was a slam bang. Pick. He's another name that constantly came up with Detroit fans of guys that they were hoping that they would get. That edge rusher, you got You want to get that edge rusher? Yep. Uh, more valuable than than crack in Ebor City, <laughs> which is heavily available from what I hear. Heavily available, or in Columbus. Uh, number seventeen, the Giants. Yet again, 
another defensive tackle. Number three off of that defensive line for Clemson. I don't I don't know if you can – what else can you say? Um, the New York Giants. So you go out and you get a quarterback who you think is not going to start for three years after you pick Saquon Barkley number two last year and you still have not gotten an offensive line to protect him. From Duke. Quarterback yeah. from Duke. Yeah, which means he's a smart guy probably. Smart, sure. But, but he's yeah. can he play football? Yeah. Uh, you know, I I guess I guess I, oh, here we go building around defensive tackles again. Yep. I think you're probably going to find that these three defensive tackles out of Clemson, um, maybe not so good when they're not all together. Right. Uh, number eighteen, Minnesota center, um, <laughs> Garrett somebody is what I Garrett, put. Garrett Bradbury, Bradbury, North Carolina State. What what can you say? He's a center, but you he, know what? He, the Vikings need offensive linemen yep. badly. Uh, I, in fact, I do remember seeing the highlights of the Vikings fans going nuts. They lost their shit when they made this pick. So I. I'm thinking, well, they must have needed him. That's an educated fan base they that gets excited. And you know what? Centers are important, man. Centers are people too, man. Centers' lives matter. They always say it's the quarterback of the offensive line. Absolutely. Uh, 19, Tennessee takes defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons. Again, another defensive tackle. They had it's a hard time stopping a run last it's year. mind-blowing to I me don't how know. many defensive linemen went. I don't know that much about this kid. Um uh, the film they showed. Oh, I was going to say that was one of the tweets I had the other night. Have you ever noticed, like, when they do the draft thing, and they'll be like, "Oh, and then they they pick this kid out. They pick oh the tit- the Titans pick Jeffrey Simmons out of defensive uh, tackle from Mississippi State, right. and they start showing his highlights, and they're playing like Little Flower U, yes. Jerry Lewis School for the Blind. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you just can't get away from it. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick for them. I mean, their their offense, their defense struggled a little bit well, last like year. Like you said, they couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. Uh, number 20, another one of those picks that I thought it was just a great pick for that team, and that's Denver. They took the tight end out of Iowa, no, Noah Font, Font, Fant. Noah Fant. Noah Fant. Um, not as good as Hawkinson, but Hawkinson was, was gone, and this guy's just a shade under him, but he's still an exceptional tight end. Exceptional. It, one of the only – I mean, it, it's a – I guess it's a knock, but his route running isn't that great, but you get a, a right coach, and he'll fix that. Um Big size, good hands. It's a great pick, and the only thing he's going to have to – if he's going to play in Denver, he's going to have to learn how to block because their tight ends do block. Yep. So, um, but again – Well, we don't know that. they got a new head coach. Uh, I, I don't know what they got going on, but, you know, what a, them getting Drew Locke in the second round made this pick even better because now you've got some talent. Which, to me, yeah, and again, we'll get that in, in the top five list, but I – I think Denver scored big. I did. I think they did, especially at number twenty. Uh, yeah, at number especially twenty, taking the tight end first and the quarterback next. Yes, that was. I mean, they like I said that they won. <laughs> they did well. Uh, Twenty-one Green Bay safety Darnell Savage. Great football name. It's a, it is a great football name. I'm gonna ravage you like I savage you. <laughs> Um, I, he's going to contribute right away in that secondary. How could you not? We he, could contribute he, in that secondary. It's a good point. Um, yeah. The, yeah, I, I mean, they're hurting in many, many spots in that defense. He, he's going to – I'm going to say he'll probably – he'll start next year. For sure. Right, right oh, off the bat. For sure. He, he's, he's already at That's the top of the That's how bad it is that, in Green that, Bay it's, in it's that rough. secondary. It's rough. Uh, number 22, the Eagles, Andre Dillard, offensive line, Washington State. Um, oh, oh, yay, I, I, I guess. Here's what I wrote, no clue. Yeah. The Eagles were uh, they were a decent team last year. I don't I don't know that they had any super big holes except for running back and they weren't going to pick a running back that soon cuz no, nobody in the nobody may, but you know what? Maybe their running backs weren't good because there were no holes. Yeah. No, because Mel Kuyper said not to. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Don't forget that. Yeah. Mel, uh, Mel, Cop- Mel Kuyper knows all about not having <laughs> any holes. 
23 Houston, um, a tackle, t- Titus Howard. Um, they needed this badly because Deshaun Watson got pummeled last year. Pummeled. He got pummeled. Yes, it wasn't pretty. And then that takes us to 24. And Oakland Raiders said, hey, Mel Kuyper, suck a dick. Yeah, they, they took did. running back Josh Jacobs, and I thought it was a great pick. I think it's a good pick for the Raiders. This was a good pick for the Raiders. They yep. need with with um they don't have a running back. They've got the the one kid that's the speedster. The he had like three hundred yards rushing last year. Um, beast mode. He retired. He's gone. He, he only had like two hundred something yards. You got you got to have this guy. And this kid was uh, not the starter at Alabama, and yet was one of their more productive backs. So and what's going to help him too is he's a good route runner. He 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 catches passes out of the backfield. He he's he's going to do very well in Oakland. I think. Yes. Uh, number 25, Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. It's a good thing he got drafted this high because he needs that signing bonus to pay for those goddamn teeth. I could not turn my TV fast enough. Oh, my God. I couldn't believe it. I Look, I, I know it's popular with some, but, you know, I, it's hard for me to take a human being serious when they're trying to do an interview with a mouthful of diamonds. Uh, pass. Back to the NHL. I'm going to tell you what. The <laughs> Ravens needed this. They needed a wide receiver, and this kid is nothing but talent if he pulls his head out of his finger. It's Well, he's really the Antonio Brown, so what's that tell you? Yeah, cousins, baby, cousins. going to cause problems for defenses and for coaching staffs. <laughs> <laughs> on both sides of the yeah, field. on both sides of the field. A coach's nightmare, whether he plays for you or against yep. you. Number 26 was the Redskins moving up. They traded up to get Montez Sweat at a, a defensive end on Mississippi State. A lot of Lions fans were salivating at Montez Sweat, um, and Adam, I know you were one of them if you're listening. But it's uh, he was one of the the two or three names that you know you got to take him if he's there. And the fact that this guy dropped to 26 is crazy to me. Two things caused that: one, they said he has a, might have a heart issue, and there's physicals. And number two, they said this multiple times the other night that the coaches have expressed that he doesn't handle it very well when you get upset with him. Oh, okay. Seriously? So he'll fit right in with the NFL. Yeah, he should. Yeah. Hey, after this weekend, I've got heart issues, okay? Right? Right. Don't we all? Suck it up, Buttercup. Number 27, Raiders, Jonathan Abrams, safety out of Mississippi State. Okay. Your yep. defense was horrible last year. Yeah, he'll start. I, I guess, yeah. Yep. I thought I thought there was a lot of other guys that you could have picked that would have been a lot better, but okay. All right, home stretch. Here we go. Home stretch. 28, defensive tackle out of for the L.A., Jerry Tillery. What Jesus. were your notes? What were your notes on this? Jesus, another defensive another lineman. defensive lineman. Oh well, let's follow that up with number twenty nine, the you Seattle Seahawks, L.J. Collier, defensive Wait. end out of TCU. What? That's crazy. Another defensive back, and you know what? They had to do that when they when they traded Frank Clark. They had yep. to go try and get somebody. Is this guy going to be Frank Clark? Probably not. Nope. Probably not. Where'd Frank Clark go to Michigan? That's right. College, Michigan. That's right. Yep. For, and um, and he's a, he's a monster. Uh, the Giants, DeAndre Baker, defensive back out of Georgia. This kid can play ball. The Giants, yet again. <sighs> That's three picks in the first round for the Giants. The, the, the Giants and the Raiders had, had three picks each. That's crazy. Number 31 was the Falcons. Uh, Caleb McGarry, offensive line out of Washington, an, an offensive lineman for the, for the Falcons again. So, I mean, good for you. And then um, the Patriots picked Keneal Harry, wide receiver out of Arizona State. That's a great pick for them because this kid yep. can ball. This kid can play. And yep. he seems to be the type of guy that the Patriots want. So give Tom Brady some weapons. Well, and they went out and they got some weapons. You can say one thing, whether you like him or hate him, the Patriots know what the hell they're doing, and they do it year in and year out. Yeah. 
and everyone just sits back and tries to figure out how the hell they do what they do. I think it's hysterical that the the 49ers picked a punter and everybody made fun of him and the Bucks picked a kicker and everybody made fun of him and the Patriots picked a punter and they were like, hmm, Bill Belichick be must know something. Yeah, he, <laughs> what does he know that the rest of us don't? Okay. All right, All right. So that's, the, the, that's your first round. That's the first round. You know what? It was fun to watch. Um, you learn. I learned a lot of stuff watching the, the thing. I, I think that there were some truly bonehead moves, and what we're going to do this week is we're going to talk about our – Was it fun? Was yeah, it, it was. It, was I enjoyed it? it. I enjoy it. It's my fix. All right. It's, it's okay. my fix until, you know, August. You know what? I'll give you that. I was bouncing back and forth between the hockey games. Okay. All right. We're going to do our top five list. This week is not going to be the top five best players picked. We're going to do the top five – players picked that fit their team and made their team Let's better the this. most assistist. Top five <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> top five smartest picks. Yes, yeah, top five smartest picks. Right. And then we're going to do the worst pick. Sure. We're, we're each going to give our worst pick. You want to do worst pick first? Okay, well, considering that I didn't even prep for that, sure. It's an easy I'll one. I'll come up with that. Yeah. It, it's an easy one. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I'll start off this week. I don't remember who started last week. My number five was Montez Sweat. The trade, the, the Redskins trading back up. Um, the Redskins were serviceable last year, yep. um, without with with Alex Smith. Once Alex Smith went down, they turned into a, a, a steaming pile of, of monkey dung. But poo poo, poo poo. But you know what? They they got the quarterback that they wanted. At at uh, when they got him, they they traded back up. They get an as rusher that was a legitimate top five pick. Oh, three days before the draft, he was he was he was rated in the top five. Maybe Daniel Snyder's learning something after twenty five years in the league or however long it's been. Maybe they're getting there. Uh, we we've already talked about the players. I think he I think he gives them some some power. Yep. Especially especially for where they got him at yep. what at number twenty six. That's agree. incredible. Yep, my number five was Dwayne Haskins, QB for Washington. Um, I, you know, won't rehash it. I've already said it, but it's it, it's what they needed. It's the right guy. It fits what they need. He fits the NFL. He's got all of the potential in the world to do exceptional in the NFL. And I just I thought it was a perfect pick for them. My number four is the Patriots with Keneal Harry at wide receiver. They went into this draft needing two things for sure, needing two things. They needed a tight end, and they needed a wide receiver. And they, at number 32, sat there and waited and had a dilemma because they could have gotten both, and they picked the wide receiver. I think maybe they should have picked Irv Smith. Yep. There's rumors that have come out now. We'll see if they – we won't even go into them. <coughs> this kid can play. This kid's – He's got talent. He's long. He's he's fast. He contests. You know what? Uh, Tom Brady could make me look like a Hall of Famer. So that's what he does. Number four takes UPS drivers and turns them into turns all them pros. into Hall of Famers. <laughs> uh, my number four was Josh Jacobs going to the Raiders. Like I said, you know we just talked about him. He's filling that huge hole that Marshawn Lynch. Um, he's probably already riding camels in Egypt. Who knows what he's doing? But he's gone. Yeah. Um, high on Skittles. Uh, <laughs> Jacobs is I just I see him doing very very well in Oakland um, and it was a much needed position it was just a great pick for them which is odd for the Raiders yeah um, because they they really whiffed on the other two yep they really needed three home runs and they got one good one yep my number three is Josh Allen going to the the, the Jaguars I mean perfection you you just that's literally like sitting at the restaurant and the filet mignon falling into your lap and and yep. people going oh you have to pay for that nope, nope. boom I mean they, we're just going to comp it. You can take it. Yep, there you go. It's crazy. Um, yeah, I agree. And then to stick with your boys, number three, Chase Winovich going to the New England Patriots in, what, the third round? 
Yeah, but that's not a first round pick, you big goof. No, I I, I don't care. I, I don't put <laughs> I, because I think as far as a pick for a team, I think this pick. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a homer. He's a Michigan Wolverine. I don't care. You throw all that stuff out the window. Take a step back and look at him as what kind of player he is. If I'm a coach on a team and I see a kid like this who, for one, never stops. His effort is through the roof. It's 100% all the time. Does whatever you ask him to do, and he will do it until he can't breathe anymore. This kid will run through a freaking brick wall for you as a coach every single play. I love that. And not only that, the guy's good. His stats, his stats um, playing defensive end when he was on the other side of Gary and when he was taking plays off, he never did, and he put up exceptional stats. In fact, if you look two years ago, his stats were better than Bosa's at Ohio State when Bosa got a player, uh, defensive player of the year in the, in the Big Ten, I believe. Yeah. Winovich had better stats. Yeah, but Bosa was on a team that was contending for the championship. Don't care. I don't I, care either, I, but that's, I, that's I, how I, they judge I, it. Like You take all that window dressing all out of it, Winovich is a player that he may not be the absolute all-pro Hall of Famer that you know other players may be, but this kid's going to give you everything that you ask him to do, and he's going to do damn good at it. I agree, and I think it was a steal of the draft. Honestly, he's my favorite. He's my favorite pick of the draft. If so you want to get right down to it, and and, and, and and that's a homer pick for me, being a Michigan fan and a Patriots fan. And that's why I put him in my top five list because he deserves it. You know what, uh, Judge Ruling, I'll allow it. That'll play. Um, I will say this. A lot of people are talking about Winovich was only successful because Gary was on the other side. and now he has that anchor. Well, here's my answer back to them. Yeah, he should suck on the opposite end of Michael Bennett, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course. Yeah, he won't He won't get any. In fact, I've already read that they may be using him as, as a linebacker, too, because. Mm. Rob Ninkovich. If you look at his speed as well, very underrated speed for a guy his size. Rob Ninkovich, all day long, all day strong. Yep. My number two was Quinnen Williams going to the Jets. I. They they could have they could have J E T S the shit out of this and fucked it up royal, but they did the right thing for a change. Right, and they'll be better because of it. I think so. Yep, my number two. Stick with my Homer picks, Devin Bush. Um, again, take my amazing blue glasses off. This guy's a world beater at linebacker. He's fierce, fast. I've you know not going to rehash it all, but it he couldn't have went to a better team. Uh, scheme wise for for defense the, the way that their their defenses play I hate Pittsburgh with every ounce of my being but he's going to do very well in Pittsburgh I I think that's a great pick I wonder if they didn't panic a little bit and give up a little bit too much but if you see the player that you need and you have the opportunity to get that it you kind of have how to do bad it they want him I, I agree with so that they, I agree with that I think they saw everything in him that they need and they I give them credit they went out when they got him and and they did. They, like you said, they gave up a lot, but th- there's a lot of high expectations for this guy. Yes, I agree. All right. Um, I my number one is Dwayne Haskins, uh, and th- this is why. It's fair. You sat for two hours watching these people fly off the board that you weren't necessarily interested in, knowing you wanted a quarterback going into it, and I thought that that was pretty good, and that made him like my number two or my number four ish, you know, somewhere in there when I was thinking about it. But then. The thing that makes this pick so good, and I'm dropping out of my top, my first round, okay. they went out They went out and got this kid like three receivers. One of them was his guy that he played with at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. If you're going to commit to this kid, then good on you to get him at 15. Right. I, yep. He's got talent. I don't like him because of where he went, and I'm not a huge Redskins fan, but I hope, I hope he succeeds because yep. they, they could – Dude, you got Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson in the backfield now? If you're looking at it impartially, yeah, it makes perfect sense. The, it does. The, it, it just totally does. And, and like I said, I 
appreciate the hell out of what this kid does and what he's able to do, and it, it, it makes perfect sense. My number one was um, it was kind of a, a dual combo because I think that they pretty much won the draft uh, with multiple picks, and that was Denver taking QB mm. lock. Where they took, where they got, how the Giants passed on Locke, where they drafted to take the kid out of Duke, I don't understand that. But then again, it's New York, so you know whatever. But not only that, they got Drew Locke and Fant out of Iowa, and I think those two additions right there are huge. They got a damn good offensive lineman out of Kansas State too. And not only that. That kid's a good guy. Yeah, he's that, a st- he is a great guy. I yes. was reading on him. You know, of course, my buddy Nick, who's a he's from Denver. He's a he, that's how I know some of the oh, stuff about God, Denver. The Broncos are so fucking awful. Them. Um, I'm just saying that for your buddy Nick. Yeah, but they are on the way back. I I, I truly believe that. Um, Hell yeah, Flacco all the way. <laughs> don't forget about Jake Butt. He hasn't even played yet because of those ACL injuries. Yes, but I, I, I know. I think he'll surprise people when he comes back as long as he stays healthy. Um, I just yeah Denver Drew Locke and Fant I think that they was did two great picks they had along draft. with the linemen they had a good which draft. is huge yeah so that's it now I'm, I don't have to talk about the NFL again for a while Thank yeah not God. till August I don't think we have to talk about shit Thank at all God, no then it'll be uh, college football oh baby or as I call it real football real football yeah real football all right well that's pretty much what we got this week um I did not laugh as hard during the top five this week. I was able to. I was able to keep my face because it was the NFL. A, a relative, a relative shade proper. No fun league, guys. We are on Stitcher now as well. You can listen what? to us. You can listen to us through your Alexa. Just tell her to play those two sweet ass studs from, from Clearwater. Yeah, and you kids at Countryside High that are listening that know that we're lit now. Yeah. Tell all your friends in gym class. Yeah. Tell all your friends. Tell all your friends. We um we need to get more followers so that we can get some advertisers so we don't have to beg you guys for money because I don't want to beg you guys for money because that's not what lit bros do. Word. Word. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> so next week we are going to have our big time uh, take your take your crybaby pants off Avengers Endgame series. We are going to have Richard in here with us. I imagine we're probably going to go three or four hours long on this. Three. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, spoilers ahead. If you haven't seen it yet, don't listen until you see it because we are going to spoil the shit out of it. You have another weekend to go see it. You um, got time. And you need to go see it. If it, This is a movie that if you like movies in the theater but you're not sure if it's worth the trouble, this one's, this one's worth the trouble. You, you need to go see it. Um, just the people that were standing up and cheering and things that were being said, it was, it was, just, it was a good fan experience. So. Seeing it Thursday night and the opening night, um, Richard, Nick, and I, we went um, in the crowd. Obviously, it was sold out. It was packed first showing. People were cheering at certain spots, which we'll talk about next week. It just added to how fun it was. And all of the showings the rest of this week, I still got to get my poor daughter to see this, who's dying to see this. But the shows are packed. They're full. You know, I can't take her to a 12 o'clock showing on a weeknight, you know, when she's got school the next day. But This um, is more important than school. She's Yeah, I know. She's already trying to talk me into taking her during the day, during the week. I'm like, no, I got cheerleading shit I got to pay for, so I can't leave work. She can Uber. Um, yeah, she can. Uh, yeah, sure. She can. <laughs> 16 years old, not happening. Where's her car? Where's her car, Dad? Uh, it's parked at work with Mom. Oh, I got you. Okay. Um, go see it. It's fun. The crowds are fun. Um, avoid spoilers. Well, by the you know, just do what you can. If you haven't seen it by now, get your ass out there and see it because we are going to talk about it a lot. Yeah, you're not going to probably even need to see the movie after we're done with it. I'm we are going to be gauntlet deep in this movie. I had to stop you two clowns 
reminding you because you were talking about it so much to not spoil it for me, it's even though you guys, even you though you guys this? don't want to spoil it, you were like, "Oh my God, Greg, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, uh, hurry up." See, well, hey, was I wrong? You finally yeah. got to see it. Shut your mouth. Yeah, it was pretty fucking awesome. Fucking liar. It was all right. All right it was all right. Let's get out of here. I need to rest. You got it. Um, guys, thank you very, very much. Uh, hit us up on our social media. Congratulations again to to you guys that won the contest. I think that's it. Aaron, Phil, Rick, Richard. Yep. Um, keep all the comments coming. The more, more you guys, please comment more. Give us your f- top five list. If you think we're way off base, give us your list. Who do you think was better in the draft? What were your picks? Join in the fun because we'll we'll read it. We're gonna we're gonna start uh, f- doing that more. I, I've said it before, but we are. We just had a really busy week here. We weren't as prepared as we should have been. I literally did my top five um, about twenty five minutes ago. So I did mine at lunch today. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> I didn't get a lunch. So all right, tell your friends about us. Make sure everybody knows about us. Put pr- promote us so we can you know we can do some cool things. We're gonna again. I know we got a couple things I want. I keep wanting to tell you guys about. We're gonna work and work. We're working on them. We're gonna get them there. So. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening very, very, very much. That's what you call a tease. That's what you call a tease. All right, kids, let's get out of here. All right, thanks, guys. See ya. Bye. I be the same, baby. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Run! Go! Get to the chopper!